to say, yes, sir. And then the Bible goes on to say, eh, hey, if you are obedient, you are calling the Bible, Alabasha Kebredo Sokolo. Hey! Hallelujah! Ah, no, let's do this thing. Give me First Peter chapter 3. I feel the anointing to teach this thing. small letter or capital letter, I don't know. Whatever will fit you because it's, it's sort of a little complex. And here's the thing you need to know. Whether you write God in small letter G or you write him in capital letter G, he doesn't small, small in and he doesn't increase. It's to help you understand things. Because it doesn't increase God that we use capital letter S, does it? It helps your perception. Neither does it reduce him if you write small letter G. But for the sake of our understanding, it's important that we write things the way we've been taught. Now, whether you write small letter or capital letter, it's okay because both are going to fit. So you can write small letter and capital letter, spirit in man, small letter, capital letter S brackets, small letter brackets, I-R-I-T-E. You need to work on a few things. Otherwise, God is still good. Okay, I'm going to read two scriptures, then I'm going to start talking. So let's open our Bibles to the book of Job, chapter number 32. And I'm going to read from the NKJV. I will begin from verse 6. It says, Job chapter number 32, verse 6. It says, So, Elihu, the son of Barakel and Buzite, I don't know why they named him like this, answered and said, I am young in years, and you are very old. Therefore, I was afraid and dared not declare my opinion to you. I said, Edge should speak. And multitude of years should teach wisdom. But there's a spirit in man. The breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. Somebody say there's a spirit in man. man. Alright. That's where we are getting our theme scripture from. It says there is a spirit in man. But then this spirit is defined. When you read from... Um, the amplified version, the traditional amplified, there are two forms of amplified versions. There's a traditional amplified and then there's a classic amplified. But the traditional amplified version says, but there is a vital force. So when we talk about uh, 
a spirit in man, we are talking about two entities. Uh, spiritual beings affect... Mm, are you ready? So spiritual beings who are not human beings affect us in two ways. There is the influence of a spirit on an individual person. The influence of a spirit on an individual person. Are you listening to me? So this is what we refer to as perhaps what we are going to call the vital force or an external force. So you find, and we'll explain this further when I show you something. So there is an external way in which spiritual things influence us. But then there is also what we are calling the spirit that may dwell in an individual. Okay? We are talking about both good and bad. Let me read something to you then. You are going to understand this. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 23. Oh boy, I feel the anointing of the spirit of God. It's going to be a great time in here. Praise God. Um, Matthew chapter number 23, verse 29. Okay, here we go. NKJV. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. You build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous. And say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. But you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. You are witnesses against yourselves that you are the sons. You see, here's what we're talking about. We are being taught that Let's go back to Job. We are told intelligence is not just something that comes, or wisdom is not just something that comes by age, right? Somebody say, my wisdom is not just by age. My wisdom is not just by age. Okay, so there is a wisdom that comes with age, and that's correct, that's right. People grow up, and because they've learned a number of things, they've learned a number of um, they've, they've acquired a number of experiences, so they become knowledgeable, they become wise, they become skilled, their judgment sharpens, their discernment becomes uh, practical, okay? Yeah, but then there's also a wisdom which is coming from a spirit in man. There are certain things you can acquire by time, by age, but there are certain things which you can acquire by a spirit in man. In Matthew chapter number 23, Jesus Christ is talking to the Pharisees and the scribes. And he begins to tell them very interesting things. He says, woe unto you. Because you say that had we lived in the days of our fathers, let's imagine 200 years ago. He says, we wouldn't have partaken in the murdering of the prophets that were sent by God. But then he says, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of your fathers. What is he trying to say? It's like today you hear people say, ah, me, if I lived in the time of Jesus, I wouldn't have participated in killing him. Ever heard people say that? But the way you treat men and women of God shows you that you are a son of your forefathers. 
you would have been the first to pick up a stone or to, <laughs> or to spit on him. Why? Because there is a spirit in man that is causing the repetition. Let me bring it a little bit closer. A young boy grew up in a place where the father used to wake up and just beat the mother. And he felt really bad. What kind of a father does this? And then the next thing you hear is that he has cheated on the wife. And everybody is sad about it. And you say, I will never be like my father. What kind of a man is that? But then you grow up. And you become a man. You marry. And before you know it, the same father you never wanted to be like. You become a witness against yourself that you are a son of your father. Why? Because there is a spirit in man. There are people who, every time they reach a certain point, you can find she was growing up properly. They even believe that this is the one who is going to save us. Nothing will go wrong with this one. This one is smart. He, she was smart. But when she turned 21, they only did it once and she fell pregnant, just like the rest of her grandmothers. Why? There is a spirit in man. Are you following? They said, we would not by any means be like our fathers. So they fulfill that philosophical argument that sons become the father they hated and, 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 and daughters never become the mother they loved. Why? There is a spirit of... There are certain things that happen and if you don't understand patterns, you find yourself not falling far from the tree. That's what we say. We say an apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. There is a spirit in man. But on the flip side, let's go back to the other and flip side. I was watching Steve Jobs. Everybody knows that guy, right? And he was giving... Um, he was giving a, motivation, a, a motivational speech at a university. And he said, you know, we all know that he dropped out of university, right? But he began to explain what happened. And he said, when my mother realized that she couldn't take care of me because she couldn't go to college, she didn't want to go to college, she was, she was a college dropout. She say, he, say, he said, my mother said, I will put him up for adoption. So that others can take care of him. And when they took him in, the adoptive parents, he discovered that both of them, the woman dropped out of college. And the man equally dropped out of college. So they said, we are going to make sure that this one goes to college. And he says, when he went to college, it wasn't just in him. That's what he said. He said, I, it's not like I wasn't smart. The thing was just not there. Why? There is a spirit in man. 
there are forces beyond what we can see. And, and this is so important for every believer to be aware of. So, on the flip side, that tells you, you who wants to drop out because Steve Jobs dropped out. You know, we, we've all read about Tyler Perry, and I'm using it as an example, not necessarily that, what, what. And he has built one of the largest uh, studio places in the world. And they were interviewing him, asking him, uh, how are you able to do this? He's like the first man to ever do this. Uh, uh, he's bigger than many big studios, which, what he has built. He's bigger than many studios, which have been in existence. And they asked him, how are you able to do this? Then he says, this is what many media houses hide. He says it's grace. Because it's not like there are not other people who've wanted to do the same thing before and are better than me. But then he acknowledges, he says, mm -mm, there's something more. There's something called grace. He talked about consistency and all that. But he says, mm -mm, it's grace. That's what he says. The man acknowledges that there's a grace that's upon him. Are you listening to me? There is a spirit in man. There's more than what we see. My father was a pastor. No matter how much I tried to run away from it, the thing was following me. I promised myself I would be a musician. It never worked. I found myself preaching to someone, teaching someone. I would be fulfilled. I would be depressed if I sit a long time. I've not done ministry. The thing was in me. There was no running away from it. There is a spirit in man. Abraham went to a certain place. Was it Egypt? Or the land of the Philistines? One of the places. And when he went there, because they didn't have enough food, He said, let's go there lest we die of hunger. When they reached there, he said, these people are bad. Because my wife is beautiful, they may kill me for her. So let me lie that she's my sister. And he told the king, ah, that's just my sister. <laughs> and guess what? The king got the wife of Abraham. Put her in the, in the palace. But something happened. The Bible teaches that he just couldn't bring himself to touch her. That's Sarah. She had not even had a child yet. Although she was older because she should have been somewhere in, in her 60s. But a worldly king was still attracted to her. You will still look attractive at an old age. Yeah, I can't put it any better. I can't put it any better. When, Adam, when Abraham was old, when he was 75 years, that's when he had his first born child. So it's not like she was any less attractive. God prevented Abimelech from touching Sarah. He just couldn't get himself to gather appetite. So God appeared to him in a dream and warned him to say, hey, that's 
why your whole village is barren. You have touched a prophet's wife. You are bored. He said, no, Lord, I never touched her. He said, yeah, because I never allowed you. Read. He says, I never allowed you. There was a spirit on Sarah. She couldn't be touched. She couldn't be touched. The same thing happened to Isaac. Why did the mindset repeat itself? When they ran out of, when they ran out of food, they, they ran to some pagan country. These people had always, they didn't have a problem running. Even Isaac, when he, even Jacob, the other one who came, when they ran out, they ran to a pagan country. Why the consistent mindset? Isaac also lied. When they went to the foreign country, they said, mm, these people may catch, may catch me and they may kill you because you are beautiful. The Bible says uh, the wife of Isaac was good for the eyes to behold. That's for those who don't want to feel bad. But when you read other versions, they say she was attractive. Okay. Now, whether somebody thinks you are not attractive or not, God will still send someone your way who will think you are attractive. Amen. Why? Because beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. And all the ladies said, Amen. Amen. So if somebody says they don't feel the same way, you're not their type, you know, it's fine. God is still going to send someone who, when they see you, they'll start, we give you Because they've just seen the glory of the Lord. So, true story, true story. It's what the Bible says. You see why you should have a... So that you are proving me right. Because these people can be saying, oh, that pastor. <laughs> Anyways. He lies to say, they will kill me because of you. You are too beautiful. Like I told you, that's in his own eyes. So he hid it. He said, ah, this is just my sister. <laughs> the same thing that happened to their father repeats itself. In the exact same fashion. But one, one time, the king looked through the window and saw the man kissing his sister. <laughs> now, I know those people naturally had um, a culture of kissing. You know, they'll, they'll kiss you to greet you. And you even find in the Bible, it says, greet each other with a holy kiss, you know. But in Africa, it's a holy handshake. Please. <laughs> Anything beyond that will attract the enemy. <laughs> so for you, please greet your sisters with a divine handshake. Praise God. So it means this kind of kissing they were doing was not the normal one. Okay, let's leave it at that. He saw and he said, ah, you, you lied to me. Why? The same thing that happened to his father happens to him too. There is a spirit in man. They even said, me, I'll never be like my father. My father was always angry. He was always angry. My father was always angry. You want to say, ah, 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 ah. You all have to clear up things if you never birth. Oh, well. You know. <laughs> but suddenly, when you have children, you just feel like inflicting fear on them. There is a spirit in man. 
Okay, let's go to the flip side. Praise God. There is also the blessing side. Where you can't you can't resist it but be successful. I'll show you there are people who do silly things, but they will still succeed. The guy started selling Max Cool and bought a big fridge and started ice creams and bought a big fridge and started selling ice blocks and opened a store. We are all watching him. Come, guys, we were together. Before you know it, the man is big. I was reading some family trees of great men, and you find the thing is on Mark Zuckerberg has got Jewish roots. It's difficult to put that boy out of fashion. It's hard because there's something that's working on him. Abraham, you see, when you look at uh, the causes of Second World War, Hitler was, was a native, he was a German. But then there was a few, a little group of people called the Jews. They were the doctors, they were the lawyers, they were the big businessmen against a large population of the Germans. Yet they were ruling over them. Why? Hitler could not understand it. He burned with rage. How can he call them? They are unworthy. They are not fit to live. That's what he used to say. No wonder, I, no wonder he killed 6.6 6 million Jews. Anyways. They will rule. Why? Because of the blessing of Abraham. Hundreds and hundreds of years. The thing. You see, you see, it is us who change. But the power of the blessing does not change fashion and technology. When that thing rests on you, it doesn't matter. It's 20 years the technology has changed. It will still cause you to work properly. Are you listening to me? There is a spirit in man. It's not possible. Until he decided the only way to defeat people who are having the blessing. It's not policy. You see, when you are blessed, there's no policy which is going to defeat you. There's no amount of rental which is going to discourage your business. When the thing is on you, you will do some things which, I'll show you people who did things which were silly, but they still prospered. Why? Because there's a spirit in man. Now, we are using the word spirit to mean two things. You see, when we talk about a spirit, we are talking about both good and evil. And when we talk about good, we are basically talking about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Perhaps also the work of angels. But when we talk about the other side, we're talking about demons, we're talking about bad words, uh, we're talking about curses, we're talking about generational curses and all that kind of stuff which is not our portion. Praise God. I want you to look at something very interesting. Okay, so in the book of Genesis, you find a number of stories. And we'll be looking at chapter 31. But it, for now, let me give you a background story. So there's this little boy. Uh, his name is Joseph, and uh, he's the last born. His father loves him a lot. 
He has 12 sons, but this one is his favorite. So you who are aspiring to be parents, be very careful with having favorites. I may have been my mother's favorite, but all I'm saying is, uh, be very careful. My young brother is here, that's why I'm saying that. But be very careful with this favoritism thing. You must be very wise, even if you like one of them, in the way you handle issues. I, would, I, I almost said my mother would give me things secretly. <laughs> but I don't think it's good because my young brother is here. <laughs> so, <laughs> praise God. So, it's clear that Jacob loves Joseph more than all of his brothers. That even makes for him a coat of many colors. That's what we call it. It's a tunic. So, the brothers hate him. Why? Number one, because his fathers love him. Number two, because he's always dreaming big. Just because you dream big doesn't mean everybody's impressed. Be careful who you share your ideas with. There are some people they should just read about you in the paper. Ah, you didn't tell us it was your wedding. Ah, I was busy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I apologize. Just apologize. They'll be fine. Don't stinge. If you stinge them, the God, don't stinge the apology. <laughs> yeah. Because, you see, Joseph was young and all he wanted was to share whatever was happening. He said, ah, I had a dream. What was the dream? <clears throat> Since you asked, let me tell you. So in this dream, uh, call Reuben, Levi, uh, can you just tell us now? No, I want everyone to be there. He was young and cocky. Yeah, it was a lack of wisdom. How do you share your dreams with everyone? They even hate you. They hate you. It's clear they hate you, but you're busy sharing. So he started sharing with them. So uh, in the first dream that I had, we were all in the field and we were all doing harvest, we were harvesting and we were harvesting sheaves. Then my sheaves stood up straight. Then all of yours began bowing down, uh, giving it homage and saying, you are the one we shake. His father laughed. <laughs> Joseph. His brothers were upset. Are you trying to tell us that you're going to rule over us? They were upset. His father was like, come down. Let him, it's just a dream. But he felt nice inside. Watch this. He has another dream. He says, this time, all the stars, including the sun and the moon, the father is like, huh? <laughs> we are bowing down to my star. His father said, can you shut up now? Are you telling me that even me and your mother will start bowing down to you? He says, I don't know. I was just dreaming. There was something happening to this boy's life. That meant they hated him. One time his brothers got him and threw him. And, and this is where it begins. They throw him in a dry system, in a well-like structure. They said, ah, this dreamer, let's kill him. But look at where the favor begins. Reuben says, ah, let's not kill him. He didn't want that. He says, ah, his daddy's little boy. Our father is going to be a miserable man. They say, ah, no, you are a coward. They say, no, 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 no. Let's just leave him. Let's not kill him. You know, so he goes to find a way to save him. And something interesting happens. So already he's experienced favor. Because where they all hated him, including Reuben, they should have killed him. But one of them, you know, they will come against you like this. Then one of them will say, ah, let's not do it. Then there will be a confusion in the camp of the enemy. Yeah. 
That's how God works. It would have been hard for you to see it as favor, but thank God they didn't kill him. It may have not been the best, you see. One time, I asked God, we prayed for that person, but they still broke their leg in the accident. He said, look, if you didn't pray, they would have died. A broken leg is better. You see, every time God is working something in your life, you must be willing to see that at least something has happened. Because every time you begin to see even the littlest of things, your faith begins to enlarge that thing. And as you keep believing and making the right confession, it be, he said seven times he prayed, there was nothing. He was waiting for the rain to come. He prayed again, it didn't come. He prayed until the, some of you on the fourth time would have said, oh, we've been praying the whole time. I think these things are for others. No, the man kept praying. When they told him on the fourth time, imagine, maybe they tell him the fourth time, there's still nothing. He said, it means let's just pray harder. Don't give up. When they tell you it's not working, it means let's just believe further. There's a difference between faith and manifestation. You need your faith when you are lacking. There are people who are only committed when they have everything. When they are passing through life, they give up. Why? Because they feel like God has forsaken them. They feel. They feel. That's why your problem is you're working with feelings. You become the, dev the devil's toys. When you live in the realm of feelings, you give yourself over to the defeat of the enemy. The Bible does not say in 2 Corinthians 5-7, we walk by how we feel. No, it says we walk by faith. When you don't have it, that's when you have to believe it. When you have it, it's not faith. You don't need faith for something you already have. So let me see your faith when the times are hard. Let me see you still coming to church and serving. Let me see you still praying for others and lifting things and just believing God for a turnaround. Somebody shout, that's me. That's me. They couldn't kill him. They got him and sold him at a cheap price. That's the first realm of, there's a spirit on him. Why he wasn't killed? There was something on this boy. Where he would have died, he lived. If you've been in pain for two days, you wake up the second day, you still feel the pain, but it's less. What's your reaction? Oh, it's still there. No, notice how less the pain has stopped. And say, oh, praise God. It's living my body. Hallelujah, praise God. You see, the Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Talking about Abraham. He did not stagger at unbelief. He was strong in faith. Say, my faith is strong. My faith is strong. Somebody say, my faith is strong. My faith is strong. When he was told, that there is a cloud as small as a man's fist. The man said, I hear an abundance of rainfall. He didn't say, ah, atristi. No. He said, glory, glory, things are working for my sake. Hallelujah. Ek a small sign. Imagine you've been pushing for a project to happen. Then they tell you, okay, we'll think about it. Hey, for my sake. Don't say, ah, they just said they are going to think about it. No. He saw a cloud as small as a man's. How do you see a cloud as small as a man's face as far as the, as, as, as the clouds there? It means it was truly small. But the man said, hey, for my sake. Imagine your uncle calls you and says about school fees. Ah, we'll think about it. How do you respond? It's working. 
You stay say, we looked at your contract and we are, we, we may look at it. You say, oh, praise God. Don't say, oh, uh, please, uh, 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 let's have a prayer chain tonight. This thing may just work. You have not yet believed it. You are still trying to get yourself there. You are still trying to get yourself there. The test was tough. The clearing mark is 50%. You got exactly... Eh, I've passed. I've cleared the whole course. That's how you respond. Yes. Praise God. The thing is done. He saw a cloud as small as a man's fist. It's a sign. One time in grade 10, I used to fail physics. <laughs> I got a 75% one time in grade 10. That's how my marks went high. From grade 10 to grade 12, never failed physics. Never got anything below an 80. That's how I just kept going. Why? The cloud as small as a man's fist. I said, ah, Kashi, I'm smart. I never knew it. But a little sign. Are you listening to me? Do you know how the Zambian man is? When he's pursuing a girl, a Kalitu no, which is not very clear, is praise the Lord to him. <laughs> I've been with some of the saints here when they are driving and they reach the lights, the street lights. When they are orange, they speed up. You have to have that speeding up spirit. You see, the, the orange light may mean calm down. But you are not going to come down. This is the time to speed up. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. That's how it works in the faith realm. If she says, can I think about... Ah, she was like... She, <laughs> if the grace is sufficient in that area of life, why don't you bring it in the realm of the spirit now? And get results like that. So they took him and they put him in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says the Lord was with him. Put your hand on your head. Say, The Lord is with me. Come on, say one more time. Say, The Lord is with me. So they said, Ah, he is a slave. He was just looking sorry like this. Potiphar looked at him and said, Okay. Can you do this? And he started doing the work, and he did it so excellently. The man was a slave, but he did the work so excellently. Potiphar was so impressed. He says, ah, this come a little boy, eh? <laughs> okay, can you now try to work with my accounts? He went there, he worked well. The Bible says he became so good, and although he was a slave, as a slave, he prospered. Now, his prosperity was just not with him. No project fails in my hands. No project fails in my hands. Come on, I know for some of you it may be new, but trust me, say it. Say, nothing dies in my hands. Nothing dies in my hands. Woo, glory to God. Hey. Do you believe these things? The man prospered. The devil said, no. We can't allow this. He was angry and he's always angry. He's so frustrated. <laughs> there was a woman, Potiphar's wife, 
The Bible says she began to look at him with desire. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. But we'll find out as we read on. She began to look at him with desire. Because he was young and handsome and attractive. That's what the Bible says, not me. Oh, today you hear things. And when you show me faces, I'll go deeper. Amen. Praise God. So the woman couldn't just contain herself. The KJV says she went to approach him persistently saying, can you lie with me? In other words, Amen. Can I have an interpreter? <laughs> Let's lie together. Number Joseph Wadi Kenya. Can you finish fire? I can only tell the truth. So this thing for going, not telling, lying one another. It's bad. Joseph refused. But the Bible says she kept pushing, lie with me. And then he answered her. I love the answer. He said, why should I do this wicked thing and sin against God? Not against man, but against God. When you are doing something wrong, remember, God is your first relationship. It's not an issue of being afraid of being caught. It's an issue of how it injures your personal walk with Christ. You have to start waiting for a while, festive, repenting. You know, it's just not necessary. Tell your neighbor, it's not necessary. No, it's not necessary. He said, no, I can't do this thing. The woman's desire kept burning. Lie with me. If you have someone who you are dating with who consistently wants to lie with you, <laughs> I'll show you what David did. Joseph did. And David never really used to run. But I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you what Joseph did. And everyone who is here, there's a Joseph anointing that is going to come on you. David, him, he went to, everyone is doing spiritual warfare. Him, mm, on the roof. And he found a, name, a girl named Bathsheba and she was bathing. <laughs> the coincidence was just not righteous. <laughs> it was devilishly put together. <laughs> she was Bathsheba and she was bathing. Don't be like David, be like Joseph. One time the woman, I think she chased all the workers. She said, go. Ah, the, chief, the workers were just surprised. You know, I like to give them names, but in case one of them is here, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> so she gave, gave them names. Once they went out. And then Joseph came in. Joseph was just surprised that day. All the other workers are not there. Oh, what's going on here? Then once he went to just check on the accounts, he just hit the door. Boom, karakacha, it was closed. <laughs> Sister Namizila was there. <laughs> I got you now. Buela, Namizila pamos. 
Joseph ran away. But she touched his garment. You see, the other woman touched the hem of their garment for healing. This other one. Not every... <laughs> Hallelujah. Not every touch is a touch of honor. Some touches are from Sister Namizila. And it remained. At least for that one, she just touched and let go. That one it remained. And she was just frustrated and she screamed, says he wanted to rape me. When you go to Egypt today, in the history and in the records of Joseph, there was attempted rape. It's there. Potiphar came back and said, what's this thing that's going on? What's the things? She was crying. You can imagine this slave that you bought. People can act. He wanted to lie with me when I refused that I'm truthful. <laughs> okay, when, he re when, I, when I refused, he wanted to force himself on me. Then I screamed, oh, give me a hug, baby. You know what I mean? Potiphar, the Bible says, his anger burnt within him. How can you feel if you are Potiphar? Anyone who toucheth the wife, toucheth the heart. Anyone who toucheth the heart, you can finish the sentence. The Bible says his anger burnt within him. And he looked at him. But I, I find something interesting. Because when I read the laws of slavery, you realize that a slave is something. When you read the laws of commercial transactions, a slave is like property. That means you can get rid of property. You can sell it. You can buy it. You can throw it. You can use it anyhow. It's just merchandise. You see? So he had the power to order the murder of that rascal who dared touch his wife. And his anger was burning in him. But then the Bible says something interesting. He couldn't produce the words kill him. Although his anger was with him, something missed out. All he said is throw him in prison. That's all he could say. Say throw him in prison. How come after such a serious offense, the words kill this fool, this criminal, couldn't be formed in Potiphar's mind? This was a man who used to work with the king and, and, and Pharaoh didn't care. He would just say, ah, it's a slave. Kill. Give to the beds. Why? Because there's a spirit in man. That same anointing which preserved him. That one of them said, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him there. That same thing was on him. That even when Potiphar was well able to say, kill him, he, he forgot the words. The, the idea didn't strike his conscience. You see, there's something that's going to come on you after today. There is a spirit of favor that rested on Joseph and today it's increasing on your life. Amen. Somebody say, I'm favored of the Lord. You may not see it. When you're looking at Joseph like this, he would look like any other person. You may even be saying, ah, it's you know, he's just a guy like you, but there's something in him. I had a friend of mine who never even used to speak English. I'll not tell you the name. He's a big lawyer somewhere, somewhere right now. But the guy was always just passing. At first, 
you know, we were in first year and we were making points and we were all in the English class. I looked at him and wondered why he's doing in an English class. As in the guy would just be speaking nyanja. Ah, ah, you know, he's just like speaking this nyanja and I'm thinking, you, you felt sorry for the guy. But you would see the results. Ah, man, man, pasacha, English, man, pasacha, ka 90. Ah, katien kaindakut. The guy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he was just passing. One time I looked at him and said, what's wrong with you? You, you are getting my future, he's, he's just passing, you see. We go to Ziyane. The guy, you would feel sorry for him, but by then I'd know, I'd known. He looks like he doesn't, but him, he would just pass. Second attempt, he passed. And you, ah, ah, pastor, sir, don't worry. He's not even using English, but he's passing like that, you see. Yet my English is like, you know what I'm saying, like my English. Is... Why? There is a spirit, there's a blessing I discovered. There's a blessing that was following that boy. Even if his English was blunt, he was still going to make it. Yet there are people who talk like they speak, like, like they, they sit next to the queen. They are still. There's a spirit in man. They threw him in one of the worst prisons where they used to keep the king's offenders. It was maximum prison. And they found big guys. People who had of, done offenses. Bad criminals who wanted to take over the kingdom. Oh, what a bad day it must have been. His first day in prison. He's just walking and he's so scared. And as he's trying to go sit in a corner where it's dark, a big guy just comes and pushes him. And he falls over. You know, and he just, he's wondering where could God have been? But Joseph was a quiet guy. He, there's no account of him complaining. There was no account of him complaining. He was just silent. As everything was going on, he was just silent. You know, the warder came in and said, hey, can you do this? The guy did it. The Bible says, even in prison, hey, the Lord was with Joseph. Even there. How can you defeat such a boy? Even in his waist, the Lord is there. There are some of you, you may have found yourself not studying what you wanted to study. The Lord is still with you. Even with your photocopying and binding, you will still become the greatest photocopy and binder. And what will be of the doctors? The fact that they went to the clinic every day. You would have made a name doing photocopying and binding. So do not be dismayed. Even in the worst of places, God will still cause you to prosper. Yeah. Even the, the Bible says, the same thing that happened to Potiphar, happened to the prison warder. It says, he entrusted everything in his hands to the extent that he became useless. Even Potiphar, he, could, he wasn't saying, um, um, if you don't have, if anyone is coming, he'll just say, ah, can you ask Joseph? Can you ask Joseph? You see, when the blessing of God is on you, you will make your pastor rest. Not I'm thinking every time. I'm thinking every time. I'm thinking every time. Has this been done? Has this been done? I always have to be on my feet. Where are you? Some of you need to bring rest to your parents. 
When they think of who they are going to live, what they are wealth with, they don't two of sons, they just think of one. Because you've brought rest to them. I know some of you may not bring rest to your parents now because you are believing God and they don't believe in God. Don't worry, they'll get over it. That's persecution. (laughs) That's persecution, they'll get over it. Something happens when the blessing of God is on a person. That favor was on him. Let me tell you one last story and I'll close. There was a man. We're going somewhere. There's something I'm trying to show you. We're talking about ever-increasing grace. And I'm telling you there's a spirit in man. There was a man named Moses. How many know Moses? Moses was sent to go deliver the Israelites. He had never experienced slavery. So when he went there, he realized that ah, this guy named Pharaoh does not even know God. God says, if I go there, what should I say? God said, tell them, I am that I am sent you. I am that I am. Now, let me tell you, that's like, is that like a name? Like, are you serious right now? Then God goes quiet. God does that. If you ask too many questions, it goes quiet. So, uh, let me tell you a little bit about Pharaoh. When you read about Egyptian history, you learn a number of gods, Rab, and a Rab, and a Shan, and a Shan. You know, that's a name name for a god. One of the gods listed was Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a king, but he was a god. Pharaoh was a god as a person. They regarded him a god. The life of every person was in his hands. Pharaoh would say, today he's tired with the god of fertility. Can you kill him and build another one? That's Pharaoh. Whatever that means. Pharaoh would say, ah, the God of rain has not been doing his job. Suspend him. Can you create another one? That was Pharaoh. He was a powerful man. On top of it, God hardened his heart. Don't ask me why. That's just what the Bible says. So Moses knew because he had grown up there. So he knew I'm going to a place where people's hearts are hardened. The king himself has got a hard heart. They don't work with feelings. They work with principles. So when he reached there, God told him, you will work a few miracles. He says, okay, that's right. He did a number of miracles, and I will not tell them them to you in their order. He took a, 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 a staff, and he said, for you to know that God sent me, I'm going to make this to turn into a snake. Everybody was impressed. He said, ah, let's watch this. So Moses was very excited to show the power of God and he took his stuff, you know, through Aaron and threw it and it became a snake. Ah, everybody was amazed. Ah, truly God sent him. Pharaoh was not moved. He just said, ah, (laughs) can you call the magicians to do the same trick? You are now bringing us tricks to tell us God sent you. Ah, can you bring the magicians? The magicians came. Yes, my king. They all threw. And all of their serpents also, their their stuffs turned into serpents. But God did an extra miracle. The serpent of Moses swallowed all the other serpents. And he picked it and it became a stuff again. Pharaoh was just like, ah, or maybe we just needed a bigger stuff. You are the bigger one. Can you go? (laughs) That was a nice show. Oh, you bore me. Let me go sleep. 
Imagine you've been sent to go and convince such a man. Then God began to do certain things. And when you read about these certain things, you, you'll be amazed at how evil they were against the Egyptians. He says, for you to believe that God sent me, he took dust and threw it. And that dust became flies. All over Egypt, there were flies. Everywhere, the food in your nose, in your ears. Okay, let me stop. There were flies everywhere. They said, Pharaoh went and said, okay, please, 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 tell your God to stop. And he prayed, and it stopped. You see, even though the magicians made it, they couldn't stop it. The magicians could make those things, but they couldn't stop them. When it was done, he just said, ah, that was a ride. We are not giving you your people. Have a nice day. He said, I'm going to work another miracle to make you know that God sent me. Then suddenly, there were frogs everywhere. Jumping on your food. You are texting, it jumps on your phone. And looks at you. You can imagine what they were experiencing. Mwebantu is reporting something has, bad has happened. Everybody's seeing and you can't believe what's going on here. And everybody's reporting it's bad. Social media, you know, there's this prophet who has come. I know that. And the king is giving a press statement. You know, I want you to know this other thing. This is serious. There's something I want you to see. He says, okay, we are sorry. Can you tell your God to take it away? He takes it away and he says, ah, that was a serious roller coaster. However, we are not giving you your people. Moses is getting upset. He works another miracle. He goes to the Nile River and turns the whole thing into blood. And you see, after all these animals were dying, the city stank. For those who don't know, it was smelling. Here's the last one which happened. He says, if you don't let these people go, there's a death angel that is going to come and all the firstborns will be killed. Are listening to me? Pharaoh just took it as a joke. After seeing all that, ah, there are some people that are hard-hearted. Do not be hard-hearted. The Bible says when you hear his word, do not harden your heart. There are some people you've heard the gospel. There's nothing we've not taught but your heart, your heart, you just can't let go of some habit. You just can't serve. He says, do not harden your heart like Pharaoh. Their firstborn died. Here's the other thing that I find interesting. This guy, Pharaoh, had the power to just kill Moses, but he couldn't release the words, kill him. He was Pharaoh. He would kill anyone he wanted. But the idea didn't cross his mind. There is a spirit in man. There's something that is going to keep you going higher and higher and having breakthrough and breakthrough. God told me, let me tell you a story and you should all behave like you've never heard it before. 
One time God told me, go and get a job there. I said, yes, sir. When I went there, I found a number of my friends had written applications. They said, ah, you, you are even late. This is when you are bringing application. Your friends have brought applications. I was so discouraged. I pushed up my faith and went to the office of the boss. And I reached there. I said, my name is Daniel Kaira. And I want this job. He chased me. <laughs> you same kids, you, you are here. You, at your age, you want to go to Seattle. He spoke a number of things. I went out feeling so discouraged. The secretary looked at me, felt sorry for me. Mm. You, you know, sometimes when people still feel sorry for you, you don't want it. Some women were feeling sorry for Jesus and they said, can you just feel sorry for you and your children? But the man is being beaten. <laughs> Be careful how you feel sorry for people. Especially men. We don't like being pitied. Mm. <laughs> hey, they're even looking like that black emoji for WhatsApp. Mm. You know, why are you feeling sorry for someone? Pray for them. Encourage them. Don't, don't, yes. Or, that's how, you know how some people... They notice you're going through something. Shame. I reject. When someone tells you shame, close your ears. Shame. They will add to what you're going through. The Bible says beauty for ashes. <laughs> and joy for your mourning. And, 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 and the garment of praise where there was what? Heaviness or shame. Shame. No, don't tell people that if they are going through something bad, shame. Someone has a funeral, just say condolences. Shame. Why are you saying shame? So I went, the secretary looked at me. Mm, you know, I'm just like, I got this. You know, I went, I was praying again, talking to the Lord. You know, Lord, they chased me. <laughs> God said, but I told you, go back there. I was like, <laughs> were you like watching? Oh, it is well with my soul. <laughs> I went back and I even found another friend of mine who was so happy that she got the job because she had been pushing for a while. And you can tell at a oh, she got it after a struggle. <laughs> But he was just looking angry in that red place, you know. You, you, you know, there are people who, when they are telling their testimonies, they make you be afraid of the faith, like there will be trials and temptations. Mm. You know, for them, it's all about it was bad, it was wicked. I was nearly dying, then the Lord came through. I'm coming to get you. Then He took you. Ding ding. Oh, praise God. Praise. God. You know, it's just hard for them, you can tell. It's, no, the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. You are going, listen, you are going to have it easy. Yeah. With this grace that the Lord is releasing, there is a spirit, a power, a favor, a vital force. Listen, he calls it a vital force. There's something around you. You just can't have bad luck. There's something around you when you enter a place. They just like you. When you invest somehow, it's on that day when all the money is available. When you take the application, it's somehow on that day when the boss is in a good mood. It says, 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me how many days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. Somebody shout hallelujah. It's shifting. It's shifting. No one's in our family. <laughs> what follows us? No. Surely. And. Yeah. Mercy. Meaning you messed up that day, but some of the. Never do it again. But your friend, you are fired. Ah, ah, ah. You, can you just keep quiet? Yeah. The Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Some of your enemies are your causes. You like the cause it doesn't like you. It's your enemy. But God is going to do something that is going to cause you to be a friend of yours. Hallelujah. I reached there and that sister told me, oh, I just want to thank God. And I'm like, okay, this is serious. I can imagine the secretary in the room saying he's back. <laughs> that poor soul. <laughs> I squared up. Somebody says square up. And when I was on the door, I made this prayer. I didn't even know what it means. But a man of God, I respect, made it. I also made it. I shut the mouth of the lion. That's what I said on the door. I shut the mouth of the lion. And I entered. Children of God, it was interesting. The man looked like he had never seen me before. He asked me, where is your acceptance letter? That's what he asked me. It's like I'd already been accepted in the system. I told him, wait. I went to the secretary's office, typed me an acceptance letter. She typed, not produced, typed. I went to it. I, I, I took it and said, oh, this is the one. So he looked at me with a lot of love and said, okay, congratulations. <laughs> the man looked like he had forgotten. I said, thank you, sir. I report this Monday, right? Yes. Thank you, sir. If they asked you how you got the job, Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by power. It's not by might. It's not by connections. It's not by intelligence. It's not in your strength. It's not in how much you know. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Shout hallelujah. There is a spirit that is beginning to work. That favor, which is going to separate you from things that happened. Somehow your parents were always sick. And the thing is on you too. No, there is a reverse of spirits. If your father was a bad man, the power of the spirit is making you different today. Shaka Barrekedesh. I want you to, to rise up and begin receiving grace. There's a spirit, there's power, there's glory. Something is changing. Come on, just lift your hands. Begin receiving it by faith. Power to live a life of God. Power to live a life pleasing towards God. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, the atmosphere is ripe. The atmosphere is ready.